Too soon, too soon, folks, too soon. And we haven't even hit Halloween yet. Y'all need to calm down. I know, now we just got a copyright strike. Damn it. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting time of year. People have not decided whether or not to celebrate Halloween, skip to Thanksgiving, or skip Thanksgiving altogether and go straight to Christmas. Right. You know, it. It's. I guess it depends on what your favorite is. To heck with decide. it. We're doing all three. We're ha- we're having thankful for Halloween Christmas time. Right. Very much that. Did you hear Halloween candy sales are up 25% this year? That's because everyone's just sitting at home eating candy. We've already bought our second pack. Oh, and it's so good. Appreciate that. Thank you. Next time we're buying Reese's because <laughs> that sounds really good right now. It really does. Right? Take that, folks. Um, but we're not talking about Halloween. Oddly enough, this close to Halloween. We're talking about something even scarier. Scarier than Halloween? Frozen on Broadway. <laughs> it's going to get you. <laughs> yeah, it's totally going to get you. Now, I have been really excited to see this since we saw it in California's Adventure. Right? Uh-huh. And um, I was happy when it went to Broadway. I was happy to, th- to think that we might be able to go see it there one day. Sure. We did not get a chance to go see it there. We did not. And now it doesn't look like we're ever going to. Definitely not there But anymore. I bet, do you, do you think it might do a touring company at, at some I'm point I'm pretty sure it'll have a tour. Yeah. I bet it does too. Yeah. I could see that being a thing. I mean, it, it really does feel like an easy tour to take on, an easy show to take on the road, right? Well, now here's the thing is the version that we saw of Frozen on Broadway did not do a great job of showing us the entire staging. Uh, they were That's very into fair. their close-ups. Yeah, uh, but you can't. You can only be so choosy when you're watching bootleg versions. Right, we got things. a we got a sneaky version of it, y'all. Yeah, we were going to go find it, and we. It, it took us a minute, we but we found it. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, we didn't see the staging, but I can imagine that it's something that can be adapted to most stages. Well, even for example, the ones, the one iconic scene of "Let It Go," right? Uh-huh. We've seen we've seen a very high end production of that when when ABC released it specifically for promotion sure and that stage looked easier to take on tour than the one they have at dca oh for sure right like yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. huge old staircase that goes out and spins all over the audience and then this one was just a backdrop pretty backdrop a pretty pretty set of stairs but it was just a set of, set of stairs on the back so here's the question that i have about this show though at this so point many questions it will at this point does frozen the musical constitute a show that uh is going to be anything beyond parents taking kids to see it. No. 
done. See, and that was my problem with it. Are you going to go for... Podcast an, over, y'all. Yeah, the end. Uh, are you going to go and be surrounded by lots of very enthusiastic, I'm sure, but a lot of children in a theater experience that is much longer than the film? Uh, and, you know, it's... Is it going to be an enjoyable theater experience is the question. I mean, and we can definitely come back to this after we talk a little bit more about the show that we've seen, I guess. Uh But I I mean, I was underwhelmed in ways about it. You know, Um, if we're just going to cut right to that part of it, when we first saw uh, the the Frozen production at uh, California's Adventure, right? Uh I love that version of the show. Yeah, I think it is phenomenal, especially for a theme park show. Yeah, like. It is, and and when we went to go see it, I said I can't imagine what more they would do on Broadway. Yeah. It really feels like they are preparing this for Broadway right now. And spoiler alert, uh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> to to a lot of extent, I think they transferred a lot of things directly to Broadway. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But a Broadway this- show does. I don't want to say requires because I don't think there are requirements to be on Broadway, but people expect more from a Broadway production, like an onstage Broadway production. And so I think what they tried to do is give you more, right? They wanted to um, up the song levels. They wanted to have more interactions and things. Uh, And I don't know that the structure of the show that they put together supports all those things. Really didn't. Yeah. It didn't support the extra songs that were added into it. It they didn't give you anything more that the DCA version didn't give you. There's a few things DCA gave you a lot better, for example. Right. Well, I mean, like Let It Go, obviously, is a great production no matter what way you see it. And I love the Broadway version of it, too. Yeah. But it's the DCA version is just as good or better with the stairs that go out over the audience. That's pretty fun, too. Um, and the costume stage change on the stairs is pretty fun. Right. As opposed to on a flat stage. Well, and that's the the number one question I have written down for this specific discussion is, is it better than the California Adventure version? Um, because, uh, spoiler alert, they they use the same setup for the Olaf puppet. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a, a onstage performer that has a probably basically like a rotted puppet that they use for the arms and the feet are attached to theirs uh, and then they move the mouth, right? Um, except the one in California Adventure is like a hard plastic version uh-huh. and the eyes have different levels that they can go to and the mouth opens at the bottom. Yeah. Whereas the one on stage in Broadway looked to be made of a fabric. Yeah. And they made him speak by basically lifting the top of his head open and closed and his eyes didn't change at all. It did not look right. Yeah. And I, I, I personally prefer the hard plastic version from California adventure. I do too. By far. I much, much, I like that one much better. And I like the costuming on the person behind the one in all, in California adventure Yeah, there. It's a darker blue. So they kind of you, it's easier to forget about them having him in a bright white, right next to Olaf, who's also bright white. Like they just are very identifiably the same thing basically. So it looks like 
to Snowman. <laughs> you <laughs> might as well just have the person playing <laughs> Olaf. Yeah. Just put on an Olaf costume at that point in right. some way. So, and that and the fuzzy material. Yeah, I'm much, I, I like the one uh, at California Adventure. It just feels more expressive somehow. Yeah, He's well, like I playful. said, the eyes on the one in California Adventure have a lid option that they're able to close his eyes or half close his eyes. Yeah. Um, and it does give him a little bit wider range of expression. Yeah. Um, the puppet on Broadway for Sven is really impressive. Uh, it's a full body uh, for one person and they're horizontal. So oh. they have stilts on their hands and then they have specialty stilts on their feet. So they walk fully in. Oh, that's f- interesting. Did you not even notice? Good for you. Uh, the one in California Adventure, the person literally sticks up out of the back. Yeah. And they just operate the front legs with their own legs. Uh-huh. And then the back legs are rotted so that the huh. uh, the performer can move them as necessary. Honestly, I did not notice that oh, well, it was not go. human legs at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think either works. I feel like... Uh, the one in California Adventure, since you can see the actor, they can emote and you can kind of assign that mm. to the, you the character. Can. Yeah, that kind of um, works. But I definitely didn't mind the Sven in the Broadway version because it definitely looks more quote unquote realistic. Right. Um, but yeah. in the version that we watched, neither neither Olaf nor Sven got the reaction that they get in California Adventure. Right. Um, people are ecstatic to see them. And I don't know if it's just the Broadway house isn't quite the same or the impact isn't quite the same. Right. But it's yeah, off. It's a little bit off. They didn't get quite the same. You know what scene I really missed and correct me if I'm wrong because it's very possible. Mm. I really enjoy the scene in California Adventure when they are in the sleigh being chased by wolves. Mm. And they didn't have that in this version. Right? They did not. They did uh, the bridge with them falling through the bridge instead. Oh, right. They did. Okay. I can see that. And, there's and that an, was a fun enough scene, I There's guess. an extra song there, too. Mm-hmm. And to be there fair, sure I 100% think that Kristoff deserves more songs. In the in the California version and in the cartoon, he has the one "Reindeers Are Better Than People" song, right. and that's the extent of what he gets to sing. Um, seems like a waste to cast a singer in that role if, if he's going to sing <laughs> like a nursery rhyme, basically. Yeah. You know, so True. they. I do like that they tried to give him more songs. Um, this is, I think, where the Broadway version kind of lost me. Yeah. Uh, the extra songs were not memorable for me. They were slow and melancholy a little bit. And the lyrics were extremely simple. Right. When you when you listen to even just Frozen, uh-huh. uh, I mean Frozen, if you just listen to Let It Go, she has very intricate lines in that song that they don't dumb down at all. Right. Um, I mean, they sing about fractals, for goodness sake. Uh, yeah, her <laughs> frozen fractals all around. Uh, so when you hear the new songs, they don't feel quite up to snuff with the music from the film. And I think that's definitely a danger when you're trying to transfer something like that from medium to medium and try to add things to it in that way Uh that people are automatically going to look at it and go, ah, you didn't quite hit the mark with this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like you look at, mary poppins and they've added in songs that people are like 
if you didn't know, you wouldn't know that the song wasn't from the movie. And I don't, and I didn't. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. So and I don't I, know if they had the same people write the songs for Broadway as they did for the film, but... You know, and you bring up a very good point about Mary Poppins right there. And that's probably for me what Frozen was missing, is that for some reason, like, when they did a remake of, of Mary Poppins, it became so much better mm. than the original do you know what i mean like it sense it almost stands on its own for its own individual piece of art sure and to me the broadway version doesn't stand on its own at with all frozen. yeah with frozen mm-hmm. it, not at all it's just a, a retelling of just i don't know i don't know i wish i loved it more than i did well, um and i love the the california avenger version of it again but it's mainly because it's free right free with admission free with admission to the park um well what i i the question that i i raised about this whole situation is um they try to flesh out the relationships a bit more in this and i realized watching this that the main character of this movie is anna anna has a relationship with Kristoff. she has a relationship with hans she has a relationship with elsa she has a relationship with olaf these are she has four relationships that they need to they can push on right. to add a little bit more to whereas someone like Elsa has no relationships at all yeah with anybody like yes. she has a relationship with Anna at the very beginning and her parents and then those are cut off so she then has Isolated no relationships completely. so is this not even an Elsa show because Elsa is a side character basically yeah Anna carries the entire weight of the show, all of the songs, except for the one. And, you know, it feels like it feels like Elsa might be an underdeveloped character in this case. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very much so. And is exactly right that they they had listen, you you got nothing but time on Broadway. And to not do more with her, it seems like um it seems like a missed opportunity for sure. Well, the problem I think comes in with Let It Go being such an anthem for her to be like, I'm alone, I'm happy to be alone, and I'm happy to just sit in my powers and be alone. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from that? It's a very final kind of moment for her character. Mm. And then That's... she literally has to be dragged back into the story by being captured again <laughs> yeah it's true she does not want to be part of this story she wants to be left alone that's you know and so the question is could they have done something with elsa to expand her story in some way shape or form given her a relationship given her an interaction that could have built her a little differently well and both versions keep uh editing out the snow beast that she meets up there right that gets us out of there that right? she makes right yeah mm-hmm. right we don't see that in in we. I guess we see the California Adventure a little bit, right? No, not when when I they we get did it one time. No, when she gets tell. rid of Anna, that last the second time, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, in both of them, they just kind of like go away, and yeah. then the, and then she has a weird line in both of them where she's like, "I just fell off a cliff. You should see my. You should see your hair. You know." And it's like we didn't see you fall off a cliff. So we're just inferring apparently that you fell off a cliff and that wasn't part of the discussion at all. That's a great way to, <laughs> it's a great way to deal with an issue like that. That isn't even part of the story. I guess on the stage version, but I feel like 
once again, there's a moment there for Elsa to have some character development. Yeah. Even if she, I don't know, give her the ability to build more snowmen and have them have an army of them or an whatever. Olaf army? Well, not of Olaf, but of <laughs> snow people, you know? Um, so she has someone to talk to. Her All of her songs are just monologues right. about how depressed she is. Yeah. And, you know, she she has a right to have some depression involved, but it feels like poor Elsa, just <laughs> as big as her song is, it's not enough to make her the main character of this show. Completely true. I did like the ver- the direction they went with with the uh, elves, if you were, or the trolls. The right? trolls. Mm-hmm. The realized version of the trolls on this, I thought was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. It's definitely different. I was I was caught off guard by their their change to the trolls, uh, because they're not they're not trolls. Yeah, they're kind of just mystical people. Yeah, and, and I thought that was kind tales, of fun, which I thought Why was not? interesting. Sure, go ahead. Sure, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, so I thought that part was at least interesting. Um, for me. I've never been to Broadway necessarily, but I've been to enough shows to know that they're usually longer than an hour and 40 minutes, right? This show is literally an hour and 40 minutes. I would feel pretty ripped off if we paid good money (laughs) and drove to New York City, paid $50 for parking, and ended up sitting in a theater for an hour and 40 minutes, right? Well, am I wrong on that? Um, You can't. you can't pad it anymore. What else you problem. add to it? Because literally, back when we talked about it originally, a lot of people said the extra songs added nothing and the padding really slowed the pace. And it does. And it's 100% <laughs> true. So the question is, do you want them to extend it just so you feel like you got your quote-unquote money's worth? No, I just want an, an amazingly fun version of the song. And maybe I'm wrong. Like, if you were to guess how long, let's just say, like, Legally Blonde or Little Mermaid is, do you feel like those are an hour and 40 minutes? Or do you feel like they're there are There are some that? shows on Broadway that are, like, two and a half hours. I mean, the Harry Potter plays two days. Yeah. You literally have to leave and come back. Right. <laughs> um and you know, I think Phantom is pretty long, and it's not even that complex of a show. Right. Uh, I I think it really depends, and that's I think they also keep it at that length to make it safe for families to say, "I can take my kids to this yeah. because it's only basically an hour and a half." They can sit through hours. And that and is that is at the core the problem with the Frozen show is what are you because the thing that I love about the California version is that it's the California adventure is that it's free. It's 40 minutes and it's exactly what I know on this, on this state, on this screen basically. And so you can't really do that same thing on a Broadway show and have it be any of those three things. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. Just that. But I I guess that's really the downside to the Broadway version. For those of us that have been to California adventure and seen that version of it, uh it's sad to look at it and go, I kind of like the uh, California Adventure version better. And you did bring up, I remember, right? You mentioned, wouldn't it be interesting if the parents didn't die? No, I brought that up. I thought that it would be interesting if maybe the parents didn't die. And you said, oh, no, that would have ruined the entire show. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Well, because Elsa would never have then had to become queen. They never would have had to open the gates. Anna never would have met Hans. Yeah, and that would be completely rewriting the show. 
I, I thought that might have been more interesting if the parents were like somehow in the storyline longer at the beginning and we had a bit more of a, you know, a moment with them. Just, I don't know, thinking. But there was a lot of sets of kids in this show, right? Like we have like three versions of Anna and three versions of Elsa. No. Per night, there's only the two. Okay. And then, you know, they do have them in other sections of the show. Yeah. But yeah, in in the California Adventure version, they there's... have two. They have the girls that, well, the women that play the younger versions. Mm-hmm. And then they do have the adult versions that come in after that. But that's the extent of their switch Because we saw that behind the scenes and it felt like there was like six characters playing two people. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the other downside to casting children is that the the young Anna and Elsa really don't have a ton of story to carry. It's a very short part for them. Yeah. So do you feel like they could have possibly done some trickery like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat does where um, they, you know how they almost build like a third act of like a reprise, (laughs) a a reprise, right? Yeah. I was wondering if they could have done that for the show to help pad it out a little bit more and make it more fun. And I thought that could have been fun for kids and they could have stayed true to the storyline. And really outside of Joseph, no other show has really done that where they do a remix version of the whole show. At the right. End. Kind of have like a Shrek moment where they have like a dance party with all the characters at the end of things. Yeah. Um, they could do that. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is do you want to sit through all the songs again? Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Steve says yes. You know I do. I'd be all about a dancing, uh, dancing Olaf and a dancing Elsa. Okay. Oh, great! And all those characters out dancing on stage, the kids would love it. I I'm, guess. I guess maybe that's another reason that I'm kind of leery about going to see Frozen on Broadway is that you know for sure that it's going to be a lot of children in the audience. And while, yeah, you could hear a lot of them, right? Yeah, and while I appreciate that it's a children's thing. And so I don't expect them not to be there. I also then exercise my right to not be there. (laughs) You know, like there's just something about kids in theaters. There's a certain age where there, it's just not appropriate in my opinion. I started going to shows pretty young. I mean, but you know, go figure. I mean, I went to a lot of surprise to a lot of people, right? right. (laughs) I went to the community theater as a kid um, and I, I don't recall being noisy. I don't think I was allowed to be noisy in those situations, but overall, I, I feel like there's a certain age where like, if your child can sit through, you know, other th- live things, mm-hmm. then maybe a theater would be a fun e- event for them. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people didn't leave at the intermission for frozen because they've seen let it go their kids are already antsy let's step out you know what <laughs> i mean see that i could totally see that but it was fun to watch it was it's i'm glad we got to see it yeah it's interesting to see what they did with the characters and the songs and the the sets and things like that yeah. it's always fun to see what they do with that kind of stuff on a broadway stage but it's like i always say do you want to build a snowman Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, 
Help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique, and we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.